0: hello ah! <laughs> hello <laughs> welcome to episode 19 of we have issues I'm Anthony
1: <laughs> I'm Stephen you all
0: And every every week, Stevie Wildcard, Steven and I get together and we talk about our latest attempt to bring something into the world, some sort of weird graphic novel, comic book concept that we're working on. Um, This time it happens to be a semi-autobiographical time travel graphic novel musical. Um, (laughs) And we're doing great. It's we're making a lot of progress. Steven's making an exceptional amount of progress, and it's all looking fantastic. This week we're gonna do something a little different. We are gonna talk about our progress, because, you know, we have stuff to say. But if you notice, we're wearing (laughs) Stop. Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, humbug. <laughs> so, this week, we're going to be talking about our issues that we've had in the past. We're going to have three weeks going through the the three specters of our careers as comic book creators. And it's going to be, this one's going to be the ghost of comic book past. The Then we're going to do the ghost of comic book present. And then the ghost of comic book... That's yet to come, slash, future, right? Mm -hmm. Um, this time I get to be Marley, slash, ghost of the Christmas past, as you can tell by my ghostly (laughs) appearance. (laughs) He's
1: so ghostly, guys. I mean, like, look how ghostly he looks right now. Mm -hmm.
0: Watch, 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 watch. I'm gone, and I'm
1: back. (laughs) And I have to be the most hipster rendition of Scrooge yet, yet, yet to be filmed, I think. Yet to
0: be filmed. I mean, I think that it's going to happen.
1: It's gonna be Seth Rogen. I got Scrooge. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm sure. <laughs> Bahamug, huh, huh. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so so this episode we're going to mostly be talking about what we what what happened in the past um and i asked you Stephen, i'm, I'm gonna take this hat off oh
1: look hilarious i can't see myself that no, you, you used um, You look like james bond i'll take it very good <laughs> now, now we're james bond and then some fat guy in pajamas <laughs>
0: We are on point. This is what we need.
1: <laughs> this is what our podcast
0: has always needed, Stephen. I don't know if anyone knows, but James Bond, the guy in pajamas, is going to sell. So we talked about, briefly, um, in private, we talked about how, like, what we should discuss on the podcast. And if it should just be comic books or what it should be. And it got me thinking. Like, I, like, the whole hamster wheel started moving. And I was wondering, you know, trying to figure out how we started doing this in the first place. And, like, where it really came from.
1: And what I wrong? hope you remember I hope you remember better than me because I don't really remember the initial as much or as as well as you do. I mean, I do know it had something to do with city on fire slash come what may slash the absentees. Mm-hmm. but I really don't remember our first foray into that. I think it was maybe just that single image of the thr- of the of the crew in the the lighting room. I'm not sure.
0: I was going as far back as think, okay, so oh, so Stephen and I, used to i okay so as soon as i had access to a video camera as a child when we were in high school as soon as i had access to a video camera i was just wanting to film everything this is in the you know like very very early youtube days when youtube was just a place where you could upload videos to share with your aunts you know <laughs> like it it hadn't yet taken off um we didn't we definitely didn't recognize the potential wish we had of course yeah uh, we
1: could, <laughs> We could be living different lives right now <laughs> of
0: course but, but what we used to do is we used to make videos just for fun and we would improvise most of them make videos and show them to our friends in the garage and we would just all get together make the video and then spend the rest of the night just rewatching it a hundred times because it made us laugh endlessly um that was kind of what started me wanting to write you know, I wanted to I started wanting to write film, um, because our improv only got so far and we would just start giggling to death. You know, <laughs> so like Steven's improv like Steven would improvise and we did like a, a sort of um a cop parody like a cops parody thing that was similar to Reno 911 But
1: before was, Reno 911 which is the crazy part that is like, crazy
0: so yeah we did a really early cops parody and i like we i think i have the tape somewhere i have to look for it definitely not going to find it this week um but anyway in the future i, I hope to find it for oh, it was so great it was called officer beef and basically i would get in the passenger seat of steven's car and i would be, i would hold the camera and do the like siren effects with my mouth And Steven would just improvise lines as Officer Beef, a police officer, just patrolling the streets. And it was amazing. It was fantastic. And it just inspired me endlessly to want to make more and more videos. Um, But we got to the point where Steven was the only one who was willing to, or able to at the time, creatively improvise. So what what I started to do was I started to write scripts, um, but what I quickly learned was not everyone's able to say lines from scripts, despite the fact that they're just words on paper. <laughs> you know? Um, it's just... Some people, I don't know what it is. I, I, don't, I don't know enough about it to know what it, what's, what it takes. Like, if people just don't have the mental capacity, or if it's just too complicated as far as, like, if, uh, like, anxiety gets
1: too high. I don't know. What do you... Do you remember, I Rob? think... I think I, yeah, I do. I remember the calm down, calm down. I think we might have even talked about we the calm down. We did talk about that a little bit. So, so okay,
0: so... In addition to just people having trouble with line readings, not really being fantastic actors, we also had a lot of issues with people who would agree to be a part of our short films. And then when they show up on the day, they would just be laughing or they wouldn't take it seriously. And when I say take it seriously, I mean just do your part, you know, and like have fun with it as we were. But we had people who would show up and just simply every time the camera got on them, they would laugh and never say their lines. And it was so discouraging that like we just slowly stopped doing the things, basically. Mm-hmm. Tommy was pretty good at
1: ad-libbing too.
0: Tommy was really good at ad-libbing. Tommy
1: was really Tommy was good at character creation too. Like he would just like come up with the craziest character. Oh yeah. Um not all not all of our
0: characters at the time were very appropriate. And I apologize <laughs> in advance if anyone sees any of the things and realizes that they were accidentally not so sensitive um they were intended to be there was just like a bunch of a bunch of dummies improvising and some of the stuff that like some of the characters came out a little askew um, <laughs> that being said nothing ever not, we never did anything that was like harmful or hateful it was all ridiculous and fun and like some of it's still on youtube so uh, good luck <laughs> okay. but anyway so we started making these videos it was a lot of fun i love doing it um But it got really, really hard to get people to act. Um, And of course, I I realized that one of the only people I could count on was Steven. Um, And at the time I was drawing and wanting to make a comic book myself, but I never really had the confidence in my own art to make something, but I knew Steven loved to draw. So I remember approaching Steven and saying, hey, we should work on something together. Um, And this was right around the time when our group of friends was also talking about making a cartoon together. Do you remember that? I
1: do remember that. Yeah, remember that? Rob, I remember specifically Rob's cool, smart guy character, basically, because yes. Rob had his, this opinion of himself. So
0: exactly. So so we get so we got around our like our version of a, a TV writers' room. It was just all of our friends sitting around and basically Stephen and I just making jokes back and forth <laughs> <laughs> with a couple of other people and. It just it it just didn't pan out, of course. Um, but the ambition grew between us, and we obviously like connected in a way that, where we wanted to keep working together. And I do, I don't remember which idea came first because I I know we we early on we worked on a, a thing called um, Pseudo Samurai. I, I think knew, that
1: was the first one. I think that was the Samurai first
0: was. So,
1: so we worked on this thing called
0: Pseudo Samurai, and we only got a few pages. I know we showed them before, but I'll show them now. These are the pages that we worked on for Pseudo Samurai.
1: Oh, you have them. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so it it was, it was a fun idea about this, you know, this like this guy who was basically working and stuck in an office job, and he was so depressed all the time at his job that he would just go out into the woods and just put on a clip clip on bun, grab a fire axe, and pretend he was like a traditional old school samurai the best he could. He would he would basically speak in poems out in the woods and just wax philosophical out there. one day, while he was doing this, he was attacking a fly, and he accidentally chops into a tree, and a robot falls from the tree. The robot scans him and mistakes him as Earth's mightiest warrior, <laughs> and then basically warns him of a series of tests that are about to occur, in which he's going to have to prove that Earth is um, worthy of, like, you know, the wider galactic, uh, you know, uh, atmosphere or, like, environment, you know, so... It's like, basically, aliens are going to test us by finding our mightiest hero and battling against them. And it was fun. We started, like, we worked on it. We, we really only got a few pages done that, that I recall. And then we just
1: kind of, I don't even, do you remember why that one petered out? Like, why? That I don't. I really don't. I think, so- the thing is, is we were young and distracted, obviously. I mean, some of us more than others, obviously. But, um, like... I think it was just one of those that just fizzled. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe we, maybe you started coming up with absentee shortly I think after.
0: that's what happened. Like, so, so I know I wrote the entire first issue, but I think that as I was writing it, it started... I, when, you're writing, when you're coming up with new ideas and you're writing things like this, um, it's so easy to lose confidence. It's so easy to, like, even once you finish a full book, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that there is no audience for a book. You know, like it's, you know, okay, imagine for a second that it's, you know, what, late 80s, you know, and you're like, we need an idea. And then you're like, what should we do? What should we do? There are these amazing properties coming out, like Terminators out, like Star, Star Wars is huge in the whole world. Like everyone loves this stuff. What do we make? And then someone's like, you know what we should do? They're teenagers, but they're also turtles. And they're mutants! <laughs> and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> and Okay, but but imagine like coming up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and having it with like having the wherewithal to just go through with it. Like, regardless of you know they had to have some doubts. You know they had to laugh at themselves as they were doing it, even though it's a parody, even though it's you know, they're sending up like other Frank Miller comics, and you know, they had to have doubts. They had to have thought to themselves and realized, like, okay this is kind of silly. There's nothing else really like this. And I don't even know what, there's an audience for it. That's what I, I know that's what we were feeling like when we were doing Pseudo Samurai because it started feeling like, all right, there's this guy in the woods that's a little ridiculous. I don't know if anyone's going to buy this. He's in a bathrobe. It's a bathrobe. It's Jack Black in a bathrobe with a clip-on bun. Exactly. Um, Which now I want to work on again because it sounds amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. No, but you know, so I know that like confidence started to wane and really I think I was I was a little bit too distracted by like the grittiness of of all of the movies that were coming out, where I was like, "We might need something darker." I don't think this is really the tone for what people want. Yeah,
1: you got to figure this is like middle of Christopher Nolan's trilogy of Batman. Yeah, so uh, Sin City's coming out, like yeah. these movies. Yeah, you know. So, so I
0: think like I think I was a little bit, I think I was a little bit insecure because of all these like grittier movies and like just like the darker tones, like the the more badass characters were coming out and we were creating this character who was like a faux badass who would eventually become kind of cool but i never really wanted him to be a great warrior that was kind of the <laughs> fun of the whole thing And like kind of the fun of pseudo samurai was he wasn't a samurai he had no right to be doing the thing that he was doing it was totally <laughs> wrong and he shouldn't have been in that position of power at all um but he would probably i mean i think if we brought the story for uh Further, it would it would probably be something similar to the Lego Movie, where he's not really the great warrior, but he ends up with a group of people who are similarly, you know, who would have been the great warrior, who are great warriors, are great warriors, yeah. and he has to learn. But they also learn from him and like his creativity, his like, you know, his th- how unique he is as a person and how he's willing to do these things despite the fact that it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle esque situation. Um, okay. Anyway, but I was totally insecure about it, so I started writing this thing and just totally fell in love with it and it became, um, absentees. You can also tell, okay, so I was also reading a bunch of like dark stuff and like random philosophy books. And like, I read, um, I read Sartre's No Exit play. That's actually where I got the title for the absentees because it's, it's, uh, five people, it's people who are basically in hell and they're discussing, you know, what life is like and what their life was like and blah, blah, blah. And they're basically like now, we are absent from our life. You know, we're absent from the life we used to have. You know, we have to continue to live with our opinions of one another and ourselves. But we're the absentees. So anyway, so I was just like, a bunch nice. of people. On, I was like, you know, a bunch of people in hell. Not really hell, but it's a hell on earth. I'm going to call them the absentees. And I'm going to, like, work from here. Um, and I, But anyway, so the concepts, like, branched out. And it became... What would happen if you were in a world in which everyone who had some sort of superpower was evil was bad in some way or had some nefarious you know purpose um,
1: so then it, it- was al- it was it was almost even ultra except for five wasn't it pretty much super focused as like like a serial killer like basically yeah. like detention center where they basically grabbed the worst of the worst just to test yeah. on them because no one's gonna care about these people being tested on well and then it- they- it was it was supposed to be
0: like a secret facility where they were testing on the worst possible people who were already basically serving life or in some facility in which that where they would never escape because they were violent criminals, like career criminals who were serial killers, pedophiles, like all these really terrible people, and what they were trying to do was basically isolate what made them the way they were, like how they could Um, make the decisions that they made and why it was benefiting them like cognitively you know like why they were why they felt um you know enlivened by you know these acts of evil um so anyway they were trying to trying to isolate it and what they ended up doing was pumping them full of these ridiculous drugs and they accidentally created this cocktail that um basically enhanced all of their worst possible traits, and so all of their special abilities became based on what their um enjoyment
1: and murder and the like was right yeah. basically. So yeah
0: so so whatever yeah whatever their their crime was and their like their preference was that that had something to do with what their you know their superpower was so we created this this like this rogues gallery of villains, and we love them, you know? We, like, the design started to look really cool, um, and then we started coming up with the characters, like, the actual heroes, or the protagonists, and all the... The idea was that the protagonists would have all been affected by these villains at some point throughout their
1: lives. Each has a personal vendetta with an individual, right?
0: Yeah, so each had a personal vendetta, and they were out to basically... They, they knew it was... They... They, so, oh, yeah, that,
1: was, that was actually the chair, everyone. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> that was literally the chair. Yeah, sure, Steven. Do it again. <laughs> do it again, Steven. It's not squeaking.
0: Yeah, of course it it's is. It's
1: not squeaking!
0: <laughs> so, okay, so so basically what would happen is each character had a very specific reason for having a, a vendetta against those specific uh, antagonists, and they knew that it was... They knew that they were going to die. They knew it was a mission that was... They were going to fail. It was fraught with failure. They they knew that no matter what was going to happen, they were not going to succeed in taking on the super-powered monsters of the world. But there were also people who had very little to lose had a vendetta against, against these creatures and wanted to do everything they could in their power to fix it, you yeah. know? So it was, it, was a, a, it was a world, it was a comic about underdogs. You know, it was a comic about like the underdogs who had passion and wanted to do something that they knew was probably impossible, but they wanted to try anyway, you yeah. know? Um, mm-hmm. And it was just full of really interesting, fun characters. And we loved it for a while, right?
1: Oh, so much so that we had like basically three iterations of it. Yeah. There there was three. The the, the initial – yeah, the initial one, it was just you and me. Yep. And I had done, like – because, like, what's cool is all three iterations – I wish I could find the other two because there's literally the frequency room scene done three times.
0: Yeah, it is pretty cool. Like,
1: that that circular chair room was done three times, and it's cool – it was cool to see – each variation of it. The, the final one obviously being the best. And the second one was, if you remember, was was like insanely brutal. Remember, people oh, yeah. like, just carved into one of them oh, like, yeah. in front of the other five.
0: So in in the actual comic book, he has the power to completely manipulate sound. So he can make anyone hear whatever they want, whatever he wants them to hear. He can completely make the world mute for people. We can He can vibrate. He, he can basically vibrate the atmosphere, you know, by altering the you know, sound vibrations um, and move things around and explode objects. So Like corpses. Like <laughs> corpses. So he was, he was ridiculously power- powerful, which was a lot of fun to play with because the scene as it was set up, um, it was a group of people all tied to chairs. And he was just torturing them b- with sounds. And he was just, basically they were listening to a heartbeat and they didn't know whose heartbeat it was. And they knew that like, it was getting faster and faster. And the villain was walking around. The frequency was walking around the chairs as everyone's sitting there. Mostly, pretty much playing Duck, Duck, Goose with these people while he's carrying a knife. Threatening to kill one of them. Um, and just monologuing the whole time. But as it turns out, while he's doing this, one of the characters is completely unfazed by what he's doing. Um, but he doesn't know it. All he sees is a character whose whose facial expressions don't show the wincing and the pain that everyone else seems to to show. So he approaches the character and, be, and starts just pontificating about how great his power is. He starts, you know, he's he 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 basically shakes his fist at this this person's face while the person is undoing their handcuffs behind their back and he doesn't know it. And as the as frequency finishes his monologue and steps back to destroy the man um the man k- puts his hands forward and he, he he signs i'm deaf asshole and then shoots frequency in the face um because it, it turned was out he was, epic deaf, scene, and yeah. he was and he was one of our main characters and one of my favorite characters jeffrey too. right jeffrey yeah it was one of it was one of our favorite things uh that we had worked on up until that point at least and it was fantastic um and like steven said we had three iterations of it uh th- this would be the last one and then Basically, Stephen got all of the work done for the first one. And then we, why did
1: we stop? I know we had like. Some... Hey, it's me. It's always been me. Like right now, even this is like, I'm doing well. The podcast is keeping me in check, but the pipeline is clogging because of me. So like, that's basically what happened. So like the summer in which I drew 24 pages of the absentees. Right. Uh, Tina and I had a sabbatical so like basically Tina and I broke up it was like one of our it was half it was our halfway mark in our relationship and yeah we had a summer of misery but anyways so I was um single and just drawing out the the wazoo I worked at a country club at the time Mm -hmm. so since we're in Florida country club life is like this you work all year round, if you're lucky. I was lucky because I'm am a hard worker. Not trying to brag, but um. So from but from October to March, April, you are working anywhere from 50 to 70 hours a week, making crazy money. But you're like nonstop. So this is what happened. Tina and I break up in June. I'm I'm a I'm a sad sad lump. Anthony Anthony is like my mentor. Like he's basically this person that is just guruing me through my, my, my misery. Cause at that point you were with the person that you were writing about now, but you had actually just experienced a similar situation with your previous relationship where you were with her for a a lengthy amount of time. So like you, you had already gone through the, the, basically the woes that I was going through. Mm -hmm. And like, we basically just said, Hey, how about we really, you know, we had this thing, this little stint with scavengers, which we can also talk about, Mm -hmm. but Let's really like let's 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 push the absentees. We already have a few pages, done while we go. So like legit, like that summer, I pumped out like 24 full pencils. We had a full issue. And then Tina and I got back together in October. And then that also also synchronized with season starting at the club. And then Anthony and I just had like this little argument. And then we had a little we had a falling out, and then that was it. And then that Mm -hmm. that project was ceased. And that was basically because of my inability to schedule properly and to value, to put value because I would like to say it was because of my work, but it was also because of my selfishness with video games and the other things that would basically cause procrastination.
0: Okay, so that was Absentees. It was a, it was a fantastic project. I want to get back to it at some point. I want to like, I want to rework um, the overall uh, story. But I think the characters are solid, the
1: way we had them. Am I going to have to draw the frequency slice scene a fourth time? No. <laughs> no I, think we, I think we can probably repurpose the issue we did.
0: I don't know. I really like the characters that we came up with. And I, the fact that we already have a full issue of it completely drawn is it's intriguing. It's, um, it's mm-hmm. tempting to work right. on that. Uh, so anyway, so after that, slash in between that, we worked on something called... The Scavengers. Scavengers was a really fun project and it was actually secretly for some reason but it was tied to Absentees and it was going to be um it was the sequel basically to Absentees. It was far in the future knowing that you know it, knowing what would happen to these uh superpowered beings and the the hell that they would wreak you know uh, upon the earth. Um it was basically it was a post-apocalyptic world in which three of the characters from the Absentees were walking this wasteland, um, basically in search of a cure for a disease that they had. Um, it's really interesting. It was full of monsters, it was beautiful, and you were doing probably some of your best work you've ever done.
1: That one, it, which is weird because those pages are actually were, like literally in between. Like, I think we like started yep. absentees and then, like, how about we do something more monstery? And then we started draw. we literally drew, I think it was six or seven pages as like a short to send in. Yeah, I think we did we submit it? We might no. have submitted no we, we didn't, didn't submit it, it? Mm. oh we could have because it was it was we like could've. it was it was we, the op- it was the, the opening visual
0: the guidelines i know we printed the thing but we never actually submitted it we should have submitted it that we cover
1: that cover like i did that. was fantastic here's There's the that cover
0: here's actually here like wherever you see right now here's a bunch of art from the absent or from i'm sorry Here's a bunch of art from scavengers. Um, I think it was all beautiful. We should just show all of it because it's gorgeous. And why not? Okay. So, okay, so we stopped doing scavengers because we just wanted to do enough to send in. But then we became... Um, reinvigorated by the absentees, right? And we
1: felt Scavengers was cool, but it felt hollow. It felt weak to stand on its own without its precursor.
0: I was nervous because the main characters in it were
1: basically cannibals. (laughs) And that virus that, basically that virus that infected the serial killers or whatever it was in the serial killers transforms into this virus that basically causes the people affected with power to basically... uh, become conscious zombies if they if they do it properly if they if they don't do it properly they become completely mindless beast zombies is what exactly it was, right?
0: yes yes and it was First the
1: exact- people that, and it wasn't even the serial killers it was the people the serial killers came in contact with it yes. was like something on their 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 person like basically infected the people like yes with this disease
0: yep and it just evolved and grew and our three main characters were affected by it because they were around the you know around all of these monsters and all you know the superpowered beings for so long so they were all affected by it which means they had the hunger and if they didn't satiate it just enough they would be it would grow and develop within them like the worst sort of cancer you know like the worst kind of tumor that would take them over and make them into monsters
1: yeah wasn't um, it like they had to like if they didn't eat they would die but if they overconsumed, yes. they would become the monsters. They, would become monsters. they were basically eating just enough to, like you're yes. saying, and then they would still be slowly transforming. Basically, they're, exactly. f- they're basically fighting an uphill battle.
0: So they were fight. Yep, that's exactly what it was. And the, and which which was fun because it's, you know, you get to talk a lot about like willpower and wanting to be better than your nature and, you know, all these things while also having these ridiculous fun characters who are like shooting crossbows off their forearms and stuff. (laughs) you know So I just, I loved the idea. It was a lot of fun. Um, but it was, it was making me insecure because it was like, all right, this is a lot for people to take in. It started to feel like we needed one of those, like, 80s uh like like 80s um preambles like you know like the like, kind of like a star wars scroll but you know yeah. what, you know, they used to have the movies where like star wars did it right because they have the scroll and it's like you want to read this this is the the music's exciting everything's fantastic it makes you feel good like you're a part of the universe when you're reading that scroll
1: um but that's part about the scroll that's part about the scroll though is the scroll's space becoming the first scene of the yes. movie too for sure yeah, for sure every time it's so oh, great
0: it's beautiful um but there were so many movies where they would just kind of be like, and it would just like, here's some information you need. It's all the exposition for this world. We're going to give this to you. In the year 2092, there are robots. And, you know, like, it started to feel like we we're going to need this if we're going to get into this world because it's, it's not selling it. Like, I wasn't, sh- I wasn't confident enough that the world was selling itself in the book and people were just going to follow the story, and that was probably just my own insecurity. I probably should have just gone along with it and just, you know, trusted the reader a little bit
1: more. That's you what know. it was then. I think, and then I think we ultimately decided, hey, if we do the absentees, we can show the sores slowly developing on Cole's face. You know, Clancy's like, you know, we could show this process happening, yeah. and then the end of absentees basically is like, here you go, and then scavengers exactly what's taking place.
0: Yeah, so so then you know so scavengers, um, we stopped doing that because we were in love with absentees again, and the absentees, like Stephen described, um, it stopped because Stephen Stephen got to back together with Tina, but then on top of that, his work you know, just took away all of his time, and then video games took away all of his time, and Stephen and I just weren't really hanging out because I had a new relationship, and she had two kids that I was you know helping to raise at the time, and you know so it was we both just had our lives that were just starting, you know? And it's, so basically mm-hmm. we were completely neglecting the thing that we love doing, you yeah. know, like, or at least that part of the things that we love doing, which mm-hmm. sucks because, you know, it's, it could have been great. Um, but, but that's why we're doing this. And that's why we have the chains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's our past in summation, basically. And then this time though, I mean, go ahead. You probably, were gonna see, but I was like, gonna take this from you, but you can go ahead no go ahead you got it Stephen. <laughs> got it so what led to this most recent development was music again and we had actually like kind of revisited by the way we the whole music the whole music and comics thing has been kind of a theme in our our uh, yeah. lives like we actually have a song that, for, that was for the absentees called shark and the fish and it was mm-hmm. basically like a telling once again of that basically that scene the 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 characters being you know manipulated and tortured by frequency. He's the shark, they're the fish, they're these victims in his, his silly pawn game, like duck duck goose. And uh so we had this whole song and everything. So then this most recent venture prior to us starting this podcast and um doing play it again, um, we had started getting together with our buddy Mike, which we've spoken about before, who has the spider story. If we ever go back to telling poop stories, and we do need to bring him on, but uh we were writing music again, and it's like, like he said, it's actually like the intro song to the podcast is um, one of our songs we were working on with mm-hmm. that project. And then, I don't know, we just had a little, the COVID happened, we had a little falling out, not falling out with Mike, yeah, but Mike but, basically just fell off the face of the earth again. Yeah, and, we,
0: I wouldn't even call that, I wouldn't call it a falling out. I would say we, no. we were all, we were all really enjoying what we were doing, but then once, <clears throat> once the pandemic came... It started, you know, it's just, it became harder to to justify being in the same room together. And then, because it's all very complicated, of course, um, as you know. <laughs> but but then beyond that, it was just, you know, Mike got a new job. Um, and then he wasn't really responding to the text as much. So, we didn't know what to do. So, basically, Steve and I were just talking to ourselves, to one another in the group chat. And we were like, what do we what do? We do? <laughs> you know, so, um, and at the time, so I've been, in the meantime, I've been making my own solo comic book uh called Bullet and the Beast and it's about a female assassin who's raised by in the woods by this like really stoic kind of doom prepping father who just wants her to be like the greatest hunter of all time um but anyway so he he starts giving her jobs and telling her to go out and kill these people well one night she goes out to kill the, to kill this person and it turns out he's a werewolf she gets bit and the rest of the story is basically she has to find the, the person who bit her so she doesn't become a werewolf, but she does become a werewolf. So she's a werewolf assassin, and it's fun. <laughs> um,
1: Female so, werewolf assassin. Exactly.
0: So <laughs> if, if, if you don't see that there's a running theme of me just having, like, silly ideas that are also kind of fun but also have more behind them, that's what I do. <laughs> so so anyway, so I started working on the comic by myself, and, um, And again, insecurity reared its head. And I was just like, I don't know if I like this art enough. I kept doing it though. I kept, I I got through it. I finished the first issue. While I was doing it, I was just really insecure. So I started writing a novel because I really just enjoy writing stories in general. So I wrote a full novel and I've done several drafts of that. And then I got, I was, I had to put that aside because I was like, who's the audience for this weird thing that I'm making. So then I made two other comic book, two other issues of Bullet and the Beast. So now I have three issues of Bullet and the Beast completely drawn um and a full novel written and ready to go. <laughs> and I was like, I have all of these issues and I've done nothing with them. And the reason is cuz I have issues. <laughs> I, have issues. So, I was like I have so many issues. So I was going to start a podcast and I was like, no one wants to hear me talk to myself for any amount of time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Stephen to make a podcast with me and I'm going to pitch a book to him. Cause I needed something new to work on. And I miss Steven. So, so I pitched Steven, the, you know, um, the idea of doing a book together and the idea of doing this podcast together. And he accepted like a sucker. <laughs> so
1: I like looked at that Tinder profile and was like, swipe up. I, I don't, I don't, that's, I don't know. That's, that's a <laughs> I don't super like Steven. I, I don't know. Oh, is that a that's real profile? Tinder? Like. Tinder came out post. Listen, i asked tina to be my girlfriend on myspace so that's that's where i was (laughs) that's 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 the last time i was in a relationship that required required the use of a phone
0: that's amazing that's
1: a super like
0: yeah it's a super like you got it you super like this podcast
1: i feel satisfied with the past so ladies and gentlemen that was our past the past is behind us now okay so what have you actually been doing this week because i know you've made some progress I did. I did not meet my three page demand, which isn't a surprise. failure.
0: <laughs> but I did. He failed everybody. He but failed. I, failed,
1: I failed. got. Hey, I got two pretty amazing pages done here and here. These blue. Well, they're not done, but the blues are fantastic. I got the, the tiny whiny, slidey whitey awesome page. I love and that. And then I got. And then I got proposing down on one knee without without a photo reference. That was good. Most of that – actually, most of my pages don't have photo references. I photo reference – I don't really photo – I really should photo reference more. I probably would – benefit from
0: that but yeah yeah. i don't know i think i think the way you do it is cultivating a style and it's really Mm -hmm. it it works for you um and i think keeping it more stylistic as opposed to framed perfectly is is benefiting our comic and i think it looks Mm. beautiful you know i think that my personal comics i have a issue trying to like cut corners where like i'll use photo references and do all this stuff um but it ends up being too directly framed like a like, like, like a TV show rather than a nice film sometimes mm-hmm. you know
1: so yeah I've been like I've said in the past I'm really going for that each page is one piece of art because I mean it is but I'm literally going for it as if it's one giant image each time so and I, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job at doing that but not overdoing it so yeah I did get these well, you, not... you
0: can't overdo it if you fail Stephen <laughs> <laughs> No, that was great. Your pages look amazing this week. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: I, and I did get more done. I wanted, I wanted to aim high on purpose so I could feel bad, right? So that way I'll still be motivated to keep pushing out more because if I, I felt like if I would have set the bar at one or two, I would have done nothing. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like if I if I set that pressure high on myself, I'll at least get more done than I normally would. So that's oh, my yeah. goal. Yeah, so definitely. that's why. Like, and, and eventually I'm going to hit the mark because like I am getting quicker. I am getting more efficient with it. The characters are becoming more familiar. The vinyl player is more familiar. I'm going to be drawing similar things over and over again. And it's, it's going to like start and it is already feeling better. Like th- these pages are coming out much quicker in time than like, you know, one to two to three to four. Like These are feeling faster and it's feeling they're not only coming out quicker, but I feel like they're looking better. Oh yeah, the, definitely. You know, so. I
0: think they're looking better, but not in a way that's going to be shocking from page no, to page. No, no, but... Because you're doing it in such a timely manner that your mm-hmm. growth is, it's not like exponential, you know, over time. It's just a gradual, you know, natural organic es- like mm-hmm. escalation, you know, of your own abilities, which is great. You know, you're, you're really doing... Like each page is looking better and better, and it's looking mm-hmm. pretty, pretty fantastic.
1: I'm just choosing. I, I keep continuously choosing to be as dynamic as I possibly can. Like I mm. literally redraw certain things, like you know, a few times, just really? to to make it more like like that. The, the 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 tube page. I like literally drew him falling down the tube differently. I even had one where he was like his back against it with his knees to his chest and his feet up against it, like trying to do like a, like a stop with like his uh-huh. feet. But it felt it felt like I was doubling up on one of the other images, so I changed. I, I made it so each one he's falling a different way.
0: I, yeah, I love it, dude. Everyone, we've been doing this podcast for about eighteen weeks now. That's eighteen episodes. This is episode nineteen. Eighteen full weeks. Um, Steven and I had not seen each other since the very first episode of this podcast. Since before the first episode of this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So we went. More than 18 weeks. That's several months without actually being in the same room together. Um, we changed that this week, Stephen. We did.
1: We did change it this week.
0: I got to see you, um, and I got to see the pages from the, uh, for the comic in, I got to see the pages from the comic in, in person for the first time and they look amazing. They look phenomenal (laughs) and they're beautiful and I wanted to put my (laughs) fingerprints on them but I didn't, um, (laughs) <laughs> it was so great to see you and Tina and the kids, and I loved it. Um, we filmed a little, uh, d- about 10-minute special, and hmm. when do you
1: think we should release that? I don't know. I think we should, we, we, we have different, like, little ideas for it. Um, but yeah, maybe we can just even put it at the end of this one. I don't know. Whatever you want to do.
0: I think what I'm going to do a separate episode and just do two this week. Okay. I'm going to release two this week and not worry about viewer count and just let it let it go, because it's a shorter yeah, ride. Right let it yeah and like so listen like so if people don't get all the way through this one at least they get like a 10 minute quick funny one of us playing
1: songs you know that's that's fair because this one felt very kind of informationy yeah. and like like our lore which isn't necessarily hilarious you know like cuz i almost feel the need to to be the jester like, like we've talked about this where we just have like that jester mentality um so yeah, like that—that that should do a good job of placating, like where we where we missed on the podcast for that this week, as we were super infor- informative. See that's, next week. That's true.
0: Well, no, ne- next week. Go ahead.
1: Next week is present, which is basically just a an episode of the podcast. I mean, we—I we, mean, of course, we're going to still character it up and stuff, but. It's literally what we're working on now, and we're going to be talking about our goals for it, probably things like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, and you,
0: well, I yes, yes. Um, I also thought it would be funny to do, like, a few maybe a few clips from previous episodes since it's ah,
1: uh, yes, that would be cool.
0: Yeah, so we can, like, oh, let's kinda... do a
1: clip, let's do, let's a, do a clip, clip episode. Show. Yeah, ah, let's do a clip episode. Yeah,
0: that'd be fun. We... Then we can just, like, we'll queue up a few clips and then we'll... we should That's...
1: film it in front of like a fireplace, like Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I mean, remember that Parker. one, Anthony.
0: <laughs> we need we need we need bigger budget, Steven. That's what we need. I hope I'm ghostly right now. I'm listen
1: not... before this airs, we could be at 200 subs, but as it stands, we're up to 195. Did you know that? Wow,
0: nope, I didn't. That's pretty good.
1: 195
0: um, My birthday is this week. Um, <laughs> my birthday is in only a shameless plug. My birthday is in five days. I am old, and the only thing I really want for my birthday is some free time. Um, some, some quiet, some peace, some time to write. Um, and mostly, I want you
1: to subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, know I, you know what I was thinking about doing, though? Go ahead. I just wanted to know. Okay. Do you have off before your birthday? The day yeah. before? Do uh-huh. you, you have off the day after? I should, yes. Yeah. Because I'm running a house, and uh-huh. I'm going to get together with all of your family, so I'm not going to be able to help you with Atlas. <laughs> so you're gonna okay. need to find a <laughs> okay. okay you don't have to keep that in i know that i know lo- so that's lobbing okay. shade but so, oh, it's so funny
0: though my how
1: <laughs> oh, could you imagine it's literally a seinfeldian moment like it's crazy the, okay so i don't have
0: I don't have people who can watch my son for the most part. The only people who help me with my with, with Atlas are my parents. My When my parents aren't working, I go to work, they get to watch my son. Uh, mostly he plays video games and hangs out and you know, does stuff at home, but they are my go-to. They are my rock. They're supportive and amazing and very helpful and I love them to death and I'm so thankful to have them. Um, however, it's my birthday week and it would be so great. If they could watch him this week, if they could just just like for one day, for one day on my birthday, if I can go out, get some shrimp tacos, drink some beers by myself, come home, kiss my baby goodnight, and then have the rest of the night just quiet, that'd be be fantastic. It'd be the best birthday. Um, It's all I really need. I don't need a big party. Um, However, what they did, what they did, what they decided to do, (laughs) Steven, was they approached me and they were like, hey, aunt, um... Make sure you take off for your birthday, okay? And I was like, Oh, oh yeah, I mean, I w- I want to. I don't want to work on my birthday. I like I would love to take off. And they're like, No, 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 take off on your birthday. You know what? Take off the day before your birthday. Your birthday that whole weekend, take off of work. And I was like, They have something planned. This is gonna be big. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I it's a milestone, I guess. Like I didn't realize. I don't know what's going on. I don't pay much attention. I don't really celebrate my birthday to a great extent. I just like a little bit of quiet. Like I said, I was like, Here we go. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have a pandemic birthday party this is crazy what's going on um so i was like well what are you guys gonna do is it is this a surprise what's what's happening and they're like we rented a house i was like you rented a house this is awesome they're like yeah um your aunts and uncles are gonna go i was like whoa first of all i don't know how i feel about this yet but it's really exciting i thank you this is great and they're like yeah so we're gonna need you to you know we won't be able to watch atlas i was like "Whoa."
1: Well, why would someone need to watch it why would we someone out together? Together?
0: We're a, if we're having a party for me at, at a house that you're renting, why would someone need to watch out? this? Oh, it's because it's not a party for me. It's just the thing that you're doing that happens to perfectly <laughs> coincide with the day of my birth. <laughs> so everyone in my family is celebrating my day of birth without me, basically, <laughs> while I am home with my child.
1: It's <laughs> just the craziest, like, What?
0: Yeah, um, that being said, they are going to go on the 14th, which means, and, and this is the week where, uh, Atlas goes with his mom for two days, so he'll be gone for two days while they're gone, so I will have the house to myself for two days, and that'll be nice. I'm going to Tom Cruise around a bit, I'm going to play piano, I'm going to, nice. yeah, mostly what I'm gonna do this week for my birthday week is finish this book, that's my plan. Nice. Like, I'm gonna finish my part of the, I'm gonna finish it completely this week, like, like grand scheme and then you're going to be able to
1: like color shade bubble do whatever you want to the pages that are coming out now 100 awesome.
0: um but what are, you, what are you going to physically work on this week so
1: i think i'm going to keep pushing blues until i get like you know like i've talked about this before like that like creative drain so i'm just going to keep pushing like so like, because my roughs they're not roughs they're basically final blues so like i'm gonna be tracing them um so i think i'm gonna try to push out as many blue blue pages as i can until i like get uninspired and then i'll start penciling so i'm just gonna keep going forward with the comic in blues until i decide to start penciling so maybe i'm thinking at least two or three more pages in blue
0: awesome um i'm going to completely finish the book and also celebrate my birthday because uh i don't know it's my birthday and i was born so <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned, because this week we're going to release a second episode, because we know this one is full of information. Probably not as funny or as much fun as a lot of our other episodes, but we really appreciate you for listening. When Steven and I got together this week, the thing that we did was we laughed a bunch. We showed Steven's um, amazing cave. It's the Stevie Wild Cave, and... We played some improvised songs this week and it was fun. I had a lot of fun. Did you enjoy it, Steven?
1: I did, it was a good time.
0: So, hey, so if you're watching this right now, tomorrow we're gonna have our special episode, which is just a very short, fun episode because we know we have to make up for a lot of uh, heavy, uh, you know, expository or... Yeah, expository, what am I doing? I know know the words! but, so, I we're going to release a fun episode. It's only about 10 minutes, but we want to make up for a lot of this, like, exposition dump that we've been doing in this episode. I hope you enjoyed this anyway. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you're only listening to us on one of the various podcasting apps, we do have a video every week. It releases on Wednesday. It's at youtube.com slash we have issues podcast. Uh, you can join us at facebook.com slash group slash we have issues podcast. You can also find us at twitter.com slash we have issues pod. Find us on instagram.com slash we have issues podcast. And we're going to be posting um, random updates from steven's you know, all this, the awesome artwork Stephen does and all the pictures that we take and all the stuff. So, Find us
1: there. Talk to us there. I hope you all have a great week. I'm Anthony. (laughs) I'm Stevie Wildcard.
0: This is Ben. We have issues. Thank you so much for listening (laughs) and watching. We'll see you next time.
1: My name is Steven. I'm a wildcard. Yeah. (laughs) The claps were out of B. Everything was off. Can't come up with a rhyme. Failure.